Uh, uh, you, you, no, 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 sorry. My, no. Am I gonna? No, I, I, you know what? I'll go. It's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's Extraordinary Etiquette. For Ordinary Occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Thank you. Oh? Thank you. And all of you. Okay. For your patience last week. We're going to put out two episodes this week. We didn't put up one last week. Uh, Just Teresa was under the weather. Yep. uh, And so we had to hold it off. Uh, but she's feeling better now, and rather than just skip a week, we thought, you know what, let's make this like a special two-week, uh, two-episode week, rather, uh, especially since the episode we're going to cover today is a bit of a special one. Yes, it's been it's been all over the, yeah. the Facebook group. Everyone has requested this, to the point where I don't think we could like name who requested it if we tried, because everyone wants this. Everyone one. wants this. Um. And we're going to do our best. Travis has a lot of real world experience. I do. I feel a little bit like Bane in in Batman, uh, the Dark Knight movies, where it's like, you know, you you came into the dark, but I was born into it. (laughs) I've been doing it because like I work from home and I work Mm -hmm. primarily on the Internet and I I live in Cincinnati. Oh, and Uh, we're talking about video conference etiquette. Yes, video conferencing. And and so. Uh, Zoom meetings uh, are nothing, nothing new to me. FaceTime. Um, so here's the breakdown of all our experience. Uh, BB has lots of cousins that she loves to talk to. And I talk to my brothers and my dad a lot. So that's FaceTime. Uh, and Zoom meetings. This is a thing because like none of us, me, Justin and Griffin and dad, none of us like live in LA or New York or Chicago or whatever. And so whenever we have to take a meeting about something, it is a Zoom meeting. And for like Skype and stuff. Well, Justin and Griffin and I have been using Skype since we started recording. So like a decade now. Yeah. Uh, and I've done plenty of video stuff and I, I have a lot of experience about it. So this is going to be. Uh, you have a lot of experience. I have a lot of thoughts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be different from a regular episode because we can't really talk too much about the history of this. Right. I mean, it's within uh, the uh, 20th century. Yeah. Uh, um, because twenty bef- first. What yeah. year is it? The twenty first. I got no. this so wrong. Then it started in the nineteen nineteen nineties, right? Sure. Yes, but in uh the turn of the century. <laughs> but it, <laughs> how come whenever people say turn of the century, they always seem to be talking about like eighteen ninety nine to nineteen oh one? What about know. now? It's not important. I don't know. The but turn yes. of the millennium. The turn of the the new millennium. We found it. Okay. But yeah, so it's uh, we we've done an episode about like telephone etiquette, so that's more of the history of it. We're joined uh, by Baby Dot, of course, Baby Dot, uh, who's getting just bigger and bigger. Oh, she's so tall; she's six feet tall now, which is weird. Uh, and she's now just like nodding at me and smiling. So we uh, have just a bunch of questions that we are going to uh, attempt to answer. Um, so, so it's like an Ask Schmanners, but it's about. Just the one. Yes, it's all about te- uh, video conferencing, teleconferencing. Well, teleconferencing, isn't that just like a big phone call? That's a group phone call, basically. Yeah. But okay, here we still, go. Still, a lot of these rules apply, I think. This is true. 
Um, and and so also, as long as we're saying a bunch of these rules apply, we're going to talk in terms of like Zoom or Skype or whatever specifics. But if you are doing video conferencing on anything, I think these will apply. Uh, so this is from uh, Chris M. Nasi. If your pet is being loud while you're talking, what's the best course of action? Do you continue to talk despite the meowing, barking, tweeting, etc.? Or do you pause your conversation to quiet them? Should you keep the pet out of the room altogether? What if they're loud or alone? Pet okay. noise. Pet noise. This is something we're familiar with. And we're dealing with right now. Our puppies are playing right next to us. Um. So the last thing that you want to do is completely ignore it and don't say anything until it gets to the point that's obvious, Mm -hmm. right? So what you can say is, oh, I'm outside, there's some pretty loud birds. Right. Right? Or my cat's in my office with me. Right. Or something like that. So people know where the sound is coming from. That takes the whole thing out of it. Then if someone says, "Uh, can you please put your cat out of the room? I can't hear you very well. Great. That is something that you can absolutely do and you can take the time to do it. But if they say, what is that noise? Then it gets awkward, right? right. So if you have dogs in the recording area, like we do, then uh, you you just take a second to acknowledge that uh, interruption. Um, and then you can do what ever the group of you decides is best. I also think that this is... Uh uh, so two thoughts on this one perception right mm-hmm. like our dogs were just like playing tug of war quietly with a toy right and to me i'm like oh that's so loud right but there's no way that like somebody listening to this recording is like oh i can't hear them right over those dogs now it's different if the dogs were like barking mm-hmm. right like that gets loud right that's the thing so don't if your cat is meowing across the room it's probably not distracting anybody unless it like becomes a persistent thing. Uh, at which point, as Teresa said, I agree. It's time to say like, excuse me one second. I think my cat needs food or whatever. The other thing is context, right? If this is like a call with a friend, just say like, sorry, my dog's barking, right? If this is like a business meeting, mute. You're, I'll talk about mute in a second, but mute your call, go over, see what the dog needs and come back, right? Say like, excuse me for a second. Do that. Now, if this is like a live stream or performance thing, which a lot of people have been doing, if you're like live broadcasting, I don't know, playing like Dungeons and Dragons or something, then I would say you need to plan accordingly. If you know you have like a dog that barks, keep them in a different room or something, right? Or keep treats with you to keep keep them quiet. Yes, exactly. All that play with them a bunch before you start recording so you've worn them out, all of that stuff. Yes. Now let's talk about mute for a second. Isn't there a mute question? There is. Um, let me find it. What? Here we go. Uh, this is uh, from Cat. No, see, now here's the weird thing. <laughs> Sometimes when I paste people's questions into the doc, right, I do it without format. And so if people put little pictures, little emojis in the oh, thing. Oh, right. Like, yellow heart, purple heart. It reads, yeah. yes, Cat, yellow heart, circle, purple heart, black heart, friend. So I don't know what of that. I think I'm going to go with cat friend. How do you politely ask someone in a loud environment to mute themselves when not speaking, especially in a big class setting? Um, there We have other ones too. But so the thing about it is there's a lot of people that have different schools of thought on that. But I will give you my, okay. my rule of thumb. If it is 
uh, three or less people on the call, I do not leave myself on mute when not talking, right? Because chances are, if it's three or less people, they are calling to talk to me. This is a call we're having. And so the uh, amount of which I would have to switch back and forth and probably miss, you know, switching it back or forth uh, <laughs> to the point where I'm talking and no sound is being heard is the chances are very high of that. Now, once you get into four or more, especially if, if it's a group call, uh, like a conference meeting or a classroom thing or you know, if it's people like having a like happy hour with friends and there's like 10 people on the call, I think you should leave yourself on mute until it's your turn to talk, especially yeah. since sometimes people have like microphones that like will kick on if they pick up certain sounds or like, I don't know, you know, whatever. And it, it, you don't want to interrupt somebody because you coughed and they're like, wait, were you what What were you? Sorry. And I was like, oh, no, sorry. I just. My wife walked in the room and I said hi, right? So the thing about the mute function, right, is it um, really necessitates that you take the conversation in turns, mm-hmm. right? So unlike a normal conversation where you might say one or two sentences and the other person jumps on that and then you're talking – you really need to think about life in paragraph form, yeah. right? So that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> blushing a little bit over here. Um, so when you've finished your paragraph form, there, um, that's when you allow other people to speak. So you have to make sure that you are giving them the floor, if you will, um, so that. It, muting your side of the conversation is you delivering that floor to them, right? Yeah. And and also, the other thing to remember is when it comes to, like, microphones and, like, being in uh, uh, video conferencing or even teleconferencing or recording, anything where there's a microphone right in front of your face, right? We don't get the uh, spatial difference, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine... You're in like a lecture hall and there's a teacher standing at the front giving a lecture, right? They are projecting. They are at the front of the room. Everyone's facing them. Someone in the back of the room politely coughs, right? It probably would go unnoticed by everyone who's not within like a two foot radius of them because most of the focus is on the teacher talking. Mm -hmm. But when you're in an audio, uh, like teleconferencing, video conferencing, everyone is right in front of the mic. Everyone is basically standing on the stage at the same time facing each other. So the littlest thing, even a polite cough that activates the microphone is going to get attention, right? And can interrupt the thing. So making sure that you have it muted so that way you're also not worried about it is a good way to go. And I would also say along those same lines, if it is a lecture, especially turn off your video too. Like you don't want to distract people with you like caught or whatever, or. Well, that's another, another question, right? Um, yeah, I guess we'll we get to that, that in a second. In? Uh, I, I will also give one more piece of advice. If you are going to do like a uh, group chat, happy hour party kind of thing, I would say, uh, to save everybody's ears from melting off, uh, and brain from melting, have it be like a, we're going to go around 
you know, and say what we've been doing today or, you know, I've been watching this show. What are your thoughts, Jeremy? What are your thoughts, Susan? Rather, Exactly. Yeah. Rather than have it be everyone trying to talk at once because that would be no fun. That's just a cacophony. Uh, Kat asks, if I don't have an office or desk space, where is an appropriate setting for a virtual meeting? So um, there's also a little later, I think there's a a question about like Zoom backgrounds, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to loop this in together. I think that as long as the Zoom background looks like it could, like it could be like a real place that you are right now. That's from Jay. Jay asked, how do we feel about fun Zoom backgrounds? I think that uh, depending upon obviously who you're speaking with, it could be, you know, library shelves behind you sure. that's perfect a blank wall is um, also fine. a blank like. wall is fine i mean i think that a lot of people uh gosh there's this uh twitter account that's rating the rooms that people use yeah. and talking about how it's nice to have a little color it's nice to have something uh visually interesting but doesn't um that's our dogs. See? <laughs> We're doing it. Here are dogs. Um, <laughs> visually interesting, but isn't distracting. Yeah. Also, um, you know. Books. Books are always good. Books are always that good. That said, I just saw New York Times did a series of, I think, online articles, but it was like analyzing celebrities' bookcases behind them to see what books were on the shelf. So that's the thing. I think that the answer is like, if you, if this is like a meeting, you don't want to draw attention. Like, this is... Uh, you know, in a, inobtrusive, right? Yes. Where you want a blank wall or a bookshelf or something. The thing about fun backgrounds, which Jay asked about, is I think that that is fine if you're like hanging out with friends or whatever. Sometimes I use them when like we have a weekly meeting, me and Justin and Griffin and like our dad and like Amanda, our business manager, and I'll throw one up. Because I think it's funny. Mostly it's the poster for Mordecai. <laughs> um, and that's great. But I don't leave it up the whole time. And I, what you don't want is for it to be distracting. Exactly. You don't want it to be like a thing that it's like, I wish they hadn't done. You know what I mean? So like, it's one thing if it's like, I put up a background to have a background so that you didn't see my dirty bedroom. I think it's another where it's just like, look how funny this is. And you can pick out a nice background for that. You know, there are, there are very nice interior backgrounds that you can find um, that look like maybe, oh yeah, that look like maybe this is my house. Right. I, I subscribe to the Instagram, right? The Instagram life. Where if you can't see it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Right? So find find the best corner of your house, whether that's, uh, I mean, maybe it's a closet. Who knows? Um, find the, the best place and make that place look nice. This question is from Kat. Nope, I just did that one. This one's from Emily. Do I have to wear non-pajama pants if you only see my top half? Here's Again, the thing. Yeah. Instagram rules. Well, no, I disagree. <laughs> and here's why. Because we got a lot of this, and I know everyone is, like, joking about this and asking about this. I will tell you my rule. As someone who works from home and as someone who does a lot of these things, oftentimes the only person you have to, like, convince that you are businessy is yourself. And I think that's important. Do you need to wear other than pajama pants? No, of course not. But for someone like me who easily gets distracted 
and who it's hard for me to get in the right frame of mind, Mm -hmm. setting myself up for success by like getting dressed and like clearing off my desk. So there's not like toys and stuff to play with. And like, also, man, this is so important. If you're on your computer, which you probably are, if you're doing a conference like this, close everything but the tabs you need. Because, man, it's so easy to start looking through Twitter while someone's talking. And then you're (laughs) like, sorry, what were you saying? Yeah. So I think setting yourself up for success by giving yourself, like, the right frame of mind and being business-y will make it easier for you to do business, make you feel more engaged. That's, That's how I feel. Uh, do you have to? No, of course not. If Where, it's yeah. if it's not on camera, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is from at Honey Goblin. If you're in a group call and you need to leave the room, what's the best etiquette? Just leave and return quietly, or excuse yourself, or what? Um. So what we're trying to do when we're we're making these group calls is we are trying to imitate life the best that we can. So uh, my suggestion is to quietly excuse yourself. No need to tell people where you're going. Um, excuse me, I'll be right back. Perfect. Um, any of that stuff is is just fine, just like you would normally. Yes. What you don't want is for someone to be like, and what do you think? To Oh, oh, they're okay. They're gone. They're gone. Um, this question is from Christopher. Is it okay to eat while on a group call, specifically a class or program meeting? I think that this is okay if three things are true. One, you are muted. Two, your video is off. And three, you are not in a kind of call where you might at any moment be asked a question, right? If you are simply observing, right? then as long as you're not obtrusive with with your eatings, right? Because right. you've muted and you're- uh, They can't see you. And it's not going to be like, what do you think, Jones? Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that commercial with the peanut butter sandwich? Oh, yeah. You remember that got milk? Yeah, oh, that, that got milk. Okay. Um, this question is from Scott. How early should you be for a Zoom call? This is, listen. This Tell is, me about your practical real world experience on this. Well, here's the thing I am the type of person who is early, if I can, for everything. Oh, and this is for two reasons. One, I don't like being late. I think it, it sets me up to be off for like the whole thing. You know, if I'm late, then I'm thinking about like, oh, they're so mad at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it also like, I like to be early to be like, give myself time to repair and all that stuff. That said, I think that there is a certain weird feeling because it's different than like being early in a conference room and somebody walks in and you stand up like oh hi right whereas if you're just like sitting on camera and they click in and you're just like there it's like if somebody walks into a room and you just appear in the room (laughs) and so i i I don't think that there is anything wrong with being the first one in a zoom call right i'm not saying like be fashionably late but be ready that like what i suggest leave your camera off until somebody clicks on, and then if they come on, you can be like, oh, hi. You can and then, say hello. Exactly. And then turn your camera on. Uh, but like small talk, you know, that's a, this is, especially right now, people are starved for small talk. And even me, who I've talked about on this show many times, yeah. I am not wild about small talk. They're like, oh, the weather, huh? and how are you? Oh, crazy weekend. Like, but <laughs> this, I am hungry for it now. So I think it's totally fine. That's what small talk exists for. 
Right. Um, I'm going to say that if if you can categorize how early you are in a few minutes, and I don't know what that means for you. Does it mean two? Does it mean five? If you can say, I've only been here a few minutes, then that's cool. Yeah. Um, but a few, especially for me, is less than 10, right? Um, because that becomes the new unit after a few. So if you can, if you can do that, that's fine. Uh, we're going to answer a bunch more questions. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? We want to give a thank you note this week to Billy. Schmanners is sponsored in part by Billy. Billy has recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, no breaking the bank. You go to Billy, mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. Now, that includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. And Billy is out to change more than just the way you shave. They've released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. So stock up. I'm telling you, folks... These razors are cool looking, they're ergonomic, they're easy to hold, and I know that that sounds like a thing people say, but it's true. And the the shave stuff, the the uh, it smells great. The shave lotion smells great. I'm a fan of it, and I think you will be too. So get started by going to mybilly.com slash schmanners to get the best razor you'll ever own. And the best part, the starter kit is just $9 plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash schmanners. That's M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash schmanners. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world, but you know what's not uncertain? The importance of good dental hygiene. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Quip. Why am I talking about Quip? Is it because I love Quip? Is it because I love their toothbrushes? Is it because their toothpaste is my favorite flavor on earth? Well, that's part of it. But it's also because, you know, they sponsored us in part this week. But it's also because I think you should try Quip. I think you will like it. Because brushing your teeth is important, but so many of us use old, worn-out bristle toothbrushes that are ineffective and Frankly, ever since I started using an electric toothbrush, I am never going back because the Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to give you a dentist-recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a sized-down version designed for kids. Now, pair that with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, and you'll get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none they don't. And the Quip brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. It's a friendly reminder that when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health, and shipping is free. So if you go to getquip.com slash schmanners right now, you can get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash schmanners. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip, the good habits company. Okay, this next question comes from Lisa. When there are a lot of people on the same call, how do you speak up without interrupting? Even with cameras on, my whole class seems to be talking over each other constantly because we aren't getting the cue as to who wants to speak next. This is very difficult. Yes. This is a thing 
that me and Justin and Griffin uh, have recorded my brother, my brother and me for 10 years without video. Um, and so we, we talk over each other a lot and especially I am a bad listener. So that's another problem. <laughs> the thing is, is you are absolutely correct, Lisa, is you lose a lot of the like, the, it's what in theater, my, my theater teachers and probably lots of people always called like an inspiration breath, mm-hmm, right? Of mm-hmm. like, oh, It's an indication that you have had a thought that you need to express it. And you can see it on someone else's face like, oh, yeah. Like, and we we tend to, when we're in a room with each other talking, cede the floor to each other uh, subconsciously, right? When we see someone's body, like, engage and they take that breath and like, oh, they make eye contact with all these things that we do. And you're right. On a video call, it's very easy to miss all that stuff. That's why... Um, sometimes you need to raise your hand. <laughs> it's like, I know it feels silly, but like raise your hand or say, I have something to add when you're done. Right. And that way you're not interrupting them. You're going to let them finish your point, but you have basically just like called dibs on being the next thing. But this is also why if this is a problem, what I would recommend, uh, and really, this okay so in this specific circumstance when it's like a, a classroom setting i think you should reach out to the teacher uh privately and say like i think there needs to be like a moderator of some kind who says like i i think the next person to answer was this and this and like somebody who's actually guiding the conversation and you can do this a little bit while uh, before a moderator by saying someone's name while you are addressing them. Yes. Um, so it says, Travis, what do you think about this? And right. then everybody recognizes that Travis has been asked. So Travis will answer first, and then he gets to call the next person. Um, yeah. You can also do this if everyone, um, if the visuals in your app that you're using match up, you can just go down the line, like right, uh, left to right, top to bottom, and everybody answer in turn that way. Um, if it's like people who are, who want to speak, obviously, um, there's an interesting psychology to the whole video chat thing. Um, and, and the reason is people inherently are not, are not, um, what do I want to say? Automatically looking at everyone else. Yeah. Something about seeing your own face on the screen it's distracting. It's distracting because you tend you're just so beautiful, and you're like, "Look at me, <laughs> look at me there, glorious." Your eye naturally goes to your own face, mm-hmm. um, and so you really have to work very hard to look at the other people, or even look at the camera. I'm I'm torn about this, but at well, least we're going to talk about that in a second. Not look at yourself. Yeah. It's very difficult. And the more people that are on the screen, the harder it is for your eye to remember to look at other people. And this is uh, this is just a good rule of thumb in a discussion setting in general, but this is something that I have worked on almost my entire life, 
which is making the decision of is the, does the thing I want to say need to be said to further the conversation and to add something and to whatever, or do I want to say it to prove how smart I am or to get a hand on the ball or to seem like I'm contributing all of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like, because that's the thing I could say anything about anything all the time. Right. <laughs> and I, do. And I do. And so, <laughs> Especially in a circumstance like this, where it's like can easily become just noise on noise on noise, is like really making the decision of like, you know what, this person before me already basically made this point, And like, I don't, I'll wait my turn, you know, I'm not saying that you should be afraid to say something or hold back a good point, because you're afraid that it's going to make too much noise. I think it's just more of like, everybody can ease off like 5% and wait a second. Uh, and, and see, you know, if they need to. Uh, this question is from Ian. Is it better to look at the lens or to look at the video chat window where you can actually see the person? Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, of course, maybe everybody didn't see this, but it was marked on our calendars, was the Parks and Rec um, reunion special. Yes. Right? And that was all done via one of these apps, right? Their Grizzle app. Um, and you see in the video, in the, in the episode, everyone is looking at the camera because it's a TV show. Right. And if they weren't looking at the camera and we were looking at the TV show, it would look weird. But that's not what happens in real life. That's, that's TV. That's something where I'm putting on a performance, right? So if you're doing, like you said, like a live stream. Uh-huh. Look at the camera. Yes. Or if you're doing a meeting where you're the one talking, that's a performance, baby. Yeah. But if you are just talking, like I talk to my mom up every few days, I look at her and she looks at me and nobody really looks at the camera because if I'm looking at the camera, I can't tell how she feels about what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, so that that kind of conversational exchange doesn't happen if we're looking at the camera. Well, yeah. So for the last, you know, two months, Tybee and I have been doing like movie nights, Mm -hmm. mostly for some reason watching weird 90s like action movie. We've watched The Phantom, The Rocketeer, The Shadow, Cutthroat Island, and oh, there was one other one. Uh, uh, that no, that's it so far, I think. But we don't watch each other watch the movie. You know, we have the cameras set up like we were sitting next to each other watching the movie. Right. We're not like staring at each other. You know what I mean? And and so also to go into that. So like I said, to Teresa's point, if you're doing a performance or a presentation or something, look at the camera. And when you're listening, look at the screen. Um, now, this is from at number 420 dad. Nice. If... If it's a casual video chat, is it okay to start doing other things like cleaning, etc.? Like I would do if it were just a phone call, or is it rude to not sit there with the person the whole time? Okay, so here's my thought about this. There is an app that our family has been using called Marco Polo, mm-hmm. where it's not really a conversation, but it is a video message. Yes. And I feel at that point, you can do other things because... The um, other person is like receiving this letter from you, right? Um, But if you are FaceTiming with someone, I think it's important that you at least make it so that 
you are paying attention to them. And I'm and you know, I have kids. I'm doing other stuff. You have kids? <gasps> okay. Where are they? No, here's one. Okay, the other one's one outside. Man, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and um I, People know that I'm I'm juggling things a yeah. lot, but if I set it up so that I'm walking around the room, I'm not really listening. Right. Well, I, I, here's I will disagree with you slightly. Okay. Which is, I think if you are calling someone to talk to them, like FaceTiming someone to talk to them, right? Talk to them. If you were doing like a hangout, like. You know, this isn't, this is a little aimless. This is a little like, we're just going to spend some time chatting with each other. I think it's okay to like set up your computer while you clean and like hang out. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So it's about relationship. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I have plenty of friends. Like I said, with Tybee watching movies or if like I was hanging out with Bradbury, like we wouldn't spend that entire time locked in one on one talking. Right. I guess you're right. Like I have often set up the phone on the ledge uh, in front of me while I uh, feed Dot right, and talk to my mom. Right. So I think it just has to do with, like, the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I called someone who I hadn't talked to in forever and then, like, started cleaning, I think it would be like, why did why did you call me? <laughs> right? But if it was just like, hey, I miss you. Do you want to hang out while I clean the kitchen? Right? Like, sure, you go for it. Right? Like... Or, like, I'm going to be baking, you know, a cake. Do you want to hang out while I bake the cake? Like, I think that that is perfectly normal. I think it's an expectation yeah. setting thing. Like, so that's probably what it really is, is yeah. the expectation for the call. And I wouldn't do that if it was, like, a non-social thing, non-casual thing, which, like, so this question is from uh, from Maria. Is it okay to knit during staff meetings on Zoom? I listen better when I knit, but I never know whether people find it rude. So here's the thing, Maria. Um, if you're on video and you're and it's visible that you're knitting, no. Um, here's the thing though, because I, I've just said here's the thing like six times in the last two seconds. But here is the thing. <laughs> Because this is something I ask myself about because I I think that I am I can focus better when something else is happening. But the question you have to ask yourself is, are you actively focusing better or just not getting as distracted, if that makes sense? So, like, if there is an episode of Bob's Burgers, which I've watched a hundred times on TV while I'm on a call, right – I can focus, actually focus better. But if there's an episode of TV that I'm actually interested on, I'm just not feeling the need to do something else, but I'm not really paying attention to the call. So I think that if it's a staff meeting and you're not on video and you are actually actively listening better because you're giving your hands something to do, I think it's totally fine. But I wouldn't do, I wouldn't like read a book while I was, you know, on a call or play a video game while I was on a call, something that I'm actually engaging with and mm -hmm. paying attention to, because then you are not paying attention to the call. Right. And I also agree with the video off, because if it's not on camera, it doesn't exist. Sure. Um, and like, because that's the thing is, if it was a real business meeting, you'd probably be doodling or something like I would, you know, I remember doing staff meetings at Best Buy every week. And like, I would have a notepad angled towards myself nodding while I was, I don't know, drawing that cool angular S that everyone drew <laughs> in middle school. 
Uh, so finally, from Busy B, how do you end one? Like when the conversation dies down, you're ready to go, but you don't want to seem rude. You just end it, right? Like this, this is the whole thing, right? This is this is like the conversation, the art of conversation that we are that seems so elusive because we've made it that way. Yeah, and it's really not. Um, if you have, if you feel like the conversation is over, it's easy enough and not rude to say. That's all I've got for today. Does anybody else have anything? No? Okay, we'll talk later. But like, the thing is, is be me. <laughs> I <laughs> like ending conversation. Like, I am not bad at it. I'm never afraid to. Because um, sometimes the conversation's done. And I know that that can be especially tough when it's like a social call, where it's just like you're talking to a friend and like, the conversation's clearly done, but neither person wants to be rude. So if that's the case, I recommend saying like, hey, do you want to talk again Wednesday? Cool. I'll talk to you then. Have a great day. Like, so that way it seems like you are setting up a continuation later and not saying like, never talk to you again, Bob. Bye. <laughs> um, I also think along those same lines, setting a time of saying like, let's have a call from 5 to 5.30. Right? Now there's a built-in window. All of those things. But or even if you don't set up beforehand, you can say, uh, I got to go make dinner. It's almost six o'clock. Right. Or something like that. Right. But so it's not like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's like, we have lives that we need to continue to live. And thank you for speaking with me. Right. In my experience, when, when, you, when everyone feels the momentum of the conversation ending, I've never done the like, okay, well, uh, if there's nothing else, does anybody have anything else? Okay, great. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Like, I've never worried that I was offending everyone. If anything, I feel like a hero. Yes. I feel like everyone's going, okay, great, cool. It was done. Especially in this day and age where we have, you know, text messaging and emails and all these stuff. If there was anything else that they remember later, if there was any additional things, they have a hundred ways of getting in touch with you. It's not like the olden days where it's like, oh, I forgot to write that in my letter. It'll be another two <laughs> weeks before I find out the answer, right? Like- you don't have to do the, like, anything else. Is there anything else? Can anybody think of anything? Oh, what were you going to say? Like, don't fill the time. Nobody likes that. Speaking of, that's going to do it for us this <laughs> week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And like we said, we'll have another episode up Friday. Uh, this is a special two-episode week. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. They're all incredible. If you want to check out other McElroy projects, you can go to McElroy.family. Uh, let's Some see. cute merch, merch on there. Cute merch on there. Uh, if you want to go directly to merch, you can go to macroymerch.com. Uh, what else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Keely, sorry, Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our uh, Facebook banner. Um, that's a fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners, and that's where we got... Um, I mean, I got inundated with, with this <laughs> but idea. But in a good way. In a, a good way. way. In a great way. Uh, the masses, they called for it. Um, so join that group if you love to get and give excellent advice. Also, it's thank called you. Schmanners Fanners, by the way. That's the name. I don't think we said the name. No, I said it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you to Kayla and Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art where we get all of our um, – our questions, submissions, uh, that is at SchmannersCast. Uh, if you would like to suggest a topic for a show, you can email us at SchmannersCast at gmail.com. Got it. 
And I think that is, oh, thank you. Well, I was going to say thank you to Alex, but this is all questions. But you know what? Still, thank you, Alex, thank for your you, support. Alex. You're great. And that's going to do it for us. Join us again next time. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.